Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Off the Record. I'm Campbell Wilmot. Today, I'm here speaking with Mike Ryan. He's a super talented singer and songwriter from my home state of Texas. He's had five number one hits so far on the Texas radio charts, and he also just dropped a new single called Can Down, which I love. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Yes, ma'am. Good to be here. All right, so just to get started, um, tell me a little bit about where you're from and how you got started in music. So I'm from San Antonio, Texas, and uh, I uh, I started in the music business when I got into college, but I guess it started a little before that. I was I picked up a guitar and started playing as a senior in high school and <clears throat> started writing not long after that. Um, Ended up going to University of North Texas up in Denton. And, uh, yeah, open mics and just little uh, sports bar, coffee shop type of gigs was how it started out. Uh, you know, that's here. I mean, there, it's, it's moved on from there, but uh, that's kind of how it started. Yeah, I uh, read that you went to UNT, which is actually really close to where I'm from. I'm from Argyle, so that's right up there next to Denton. But um, I saw that you got a degree in criminal justice. So did you pursue that career at all after you graduated, or did you go straight into music? I didn't at all. I actually uh, had decided that music was going to be my first choice, and I was going to see where that would take me uh, when I was still in school. And once that decision was made, I wanted to study something that seemed interesting and fun and not too, like, taxing, you know. Got it. Uh, so I've, I enjoyed learning about a lot of stuff in criminal justice. I thought, you know, if, if music didn't work out, maybe one day I'll, I'll try and go into federal law enforcement. But um, it didn't work. Or it's, music worked out, so that didn't. Yeah, it sure has. <laughs> Um, so your grandfather directed the Texas National Guard Band for several years. So was he a big inspiration to you when it comes to music? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, from, from my early years, like there was, I was in piano lessons and church choir and, and then band when I got into middle school and, you know, each, each different level I made it to, like he had all those instruments over at his house and they had a piano and we would always like sing as a family and stuff. So <clears throat> it was just cool. Like all the, all the lessons I got from, you know, my, my teachers and stuff, they taught theory and different things and songs and, and how to play parts and stuff. But he never really taught me any of that, but what he taught me was, uh, that you know it was just so much fun and there was so much love involved and it's like music was just something that that brought people together and that could change people's mood and change their whole lives maybe and it's just uh something that you know more more so than the theory I feel like I got the love from music uh passed down from him definitely <clears throat> so. and that's something I was going to talk about. So often in your um, in your songs, you mention home or hometown life in a lot of your songs. So for me, mm -hmm. I personally love your music just because I feel like I can relate to it when you talk about small town life. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I remember me and my friends last summer before we all left for college, sitting around listening to Damn Good Goodbye, and we were bawling our eyes out sitting there with each other. 
And then um, in your song, Blink, You'll Miss It, I like listening to that out here in Phoenix because I came from small town of Argyle and now I'm here in the fifth largest city in the nation. So I just love listening to that and remembering the small town that I came from. So on that album, Blink, You'll Miss It, which got a lot of traction, um, it seems to me that there's this recurring um, theme almost of home or hometown life. So did you intend it to be that way at all? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely a focus when we were writing. I've always, uh, I've always felt, you know, I, I, since I moved away, I grew up in San Antonio, but I've lived in North Texas ever since probably 2004. Um, I, I love like a lot of those, just the nostalgic things of going back and seeing friends and, and hangs like the places I used to go and stuff has always, has always been, you know, super interesting to me i'm sure it is for everyone else but as a songwriter like i i've i've wanted to kind of share some of my experiences with with that and every time i go back to san antonio you know whether i'm trying to or not i always end up driving down some old streets or whatever or going to restaurants or places that i used to go a lot as a kid or growing up and there's just i don't know i i really appreciate nostalgia and like hometown type of vibes like it's it's just um it's it's really always been really cool to me so that was that was certainly done on purpose and uh i'm sure that in the future i'll i'll continue uh, at least in a little way and uh, uh, some some ways uh writing about that kind of stuff as well well, I definitely feel like you've touched a lot of people throughout your songs, and especially, I mean, Damn Good Goodbye, obviously, but I feel like a lot of the other ones, too, you definitely touched a lot of people's hearts, and I know that especially leaving for college, just that song meant so much, and then even the colleges that you mentioned in the song, Texas Tech, I mean, that's where my friends were going, so it was like, wow, this is so just hitting home, so yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think you've touched a lot of people. Well, I appreciate that. Of course. <laughs> we met up in my place Cause my folks were out of town It was our last night together We were gonna make it count We were headed off to Auburn Texas Tech and Kansas State Like a band of brothers breaking up one more show to play So we drank a case of Shiner And all my daddy's maker's mark Pulled them speakers on the back porch Sat around and smoked cigars Sang along and laughed till dawn Watched that red sunrise That was a dance morning but I had one thing left to do cause the only girl I'd ever loved was bound for Baton Rouge we said we'd make it work but we both knew that was a lie high school love ain't strong enough for a seven hour drive so we parked out by the football 
Sometimes they turn into the best times you ever had. Nothing makes a memory that you'll take with you all your life like a damn good influences what other artists did you listen to growing up and who are you listening to right now well uh so growing up i i was right in the middle of the 90s so uh i i uh, listened to a lot of that type of country and in my opinion that is the best era of country music is in the 90s uh garth brooks george Strait, clint black tracy lawrence uh you know uh Clay Walker, Tracy Bird, those guys uh, were definitely a pretty good soundtrack to my, uh, I would say, elementary school, like elementary school, maybe up until middle school, up through middle school years. When I got into high school, it was Robert Earl Keen, Cross Canadian Ragweed, Randy Rogers, Stoney LaRue. Actually, Stoney, I didn't hear about until college, but Pat Green, oh, yeah. they found a way uh, – in uh, in my stereo system pretty early on and those were some of the first like songs i started learning whenever i started playing guitar there was a guy that i i played football with who was way better guitar player and way better songwriter at the time than i was and i was just like uh he might have even been a better football player than me too and so i was just i had that competitive nature back then and i i mean i've always been very competitive so i just started writing and playing more i played more guitar during that my senior year of high school it was nuts I, I don't I don't even know how I did it looking back because I would just mm -hmm. play guitar for like four or five hours every single night I would hear a song that I wanted to learn how to play and then I would that was before the internet or before you could download it or anything like that so all, all I could do was just like try and play along as it was on coming on the radio and then when the song was over I mean the song was over unless you had the actual cd you know there was really not not a whole lot you could do to listen to a song over and over. Um, but Cody Canada has always been a major influence of mine as far as uh, guitar playing goes. I played a Paul Reed Smith for a long time, was a massive ragweed fan um, throughout college. And uh, those like playing along with those songs and, and uh, 
uh, going around and playing some of the venues that they used to play. It was just like really inspiring to me as a, as a young artist to know that like, you know, I'm already like, you can already play some of these rooms, like they're smaller and, but like I've heard bootleg recordings of, of Cody and Stoney and these people that are sitting in this on the same stage that I'm sitting on and they're playing, you know, and that was just really encouraging for me early on. I also listened to, um, you know, there's, there's a, some, I, I say newer stuff. Tyler Childers has got for the last year or two, he's got some really cool stuff. I'm not saying anything that you don't already know. Uh, like everybody knows about Tyler, but, uh, you know, I also watched Yellowstone. I'm a big fan of that show. And so the soundtrack for that show, a lot of that that you're listening to is stuff that I would normally listen to. Ryan Bingham. Chris Meyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I um, oh, yeah. I started watching Yellowstone. I haven't finished it yet. And my parents keep saying, you have to finish this before June when you come home because there's a new season. So you better be caught up by oh, that yeah. time. But it's it's been awesome so far. And I mean, yeah. I think the reason I like it so much is because of the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It's a great series. And when they made the announcement that the new season wasn't coming until June, I was like, oh, my God, it's never going to get here. But it's creeping. It's almost yes. here. <laughs> yeah. like a month and a half away from June. So then I also um, read that you were a co-writer with Brad Paisley for the song Last Time for Everything, and he played guitar in the rewrite, which is another one of your songs. So tell me about that, yeah. and how did you guys connect? How did those tracks come to be? So um, Last Time for Everything happened on a co- co-write session that I was in with Chris Dubois and Brent Anderson and Smith Onquist. And then we started this song. We got like, I don't know, a verse chorus thing happening. And then the next day, Chris and Brent had a session with Brad. And while they were passing around ideas, they passed that one out. And Brad really liked it. And they finished writing it that day. And he recorded it actually in his home studio the next day. So um, I didn't even realize that the song was done for, for, you know, a little while. It was a couple of weeks. Cause I, I had planned on coming back in town, uh, afterwards, uh, or my next visit to come back and, and finish it up. But Chris called me like a week or two later and he was like, Hey man, uh, just wanted to let you know that Brad, uh, liked that song a lot. We finished writing it the next day and he cut it. And, and then he told me that they were thinking about it as a, the first single off this new project. And I was like, mind blown. It's crazy. Uh, and he sent me the version um, that they had recorded. And it was like, I mean, I'm not going to say that I wasn't excited about the song at first. Cause I, I was, it seemed like a really cool song, but when, when Brad got involved, it was like, this song became a hit. I was like, Holy shit, dude, this thing is, is so badass. And his guitar part that he put on it, really just drove the song and uh uh it was just super cool to be a part of that the uh the rewrite happened kind of around that same time i feel like because uh, <coughs> he's got a he's got a studio there at the house and uh we had actually pitched that song to brad as one that he might want to cut um and he liked it actually and he was playing around with some of the lyrics and everything but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, but it just didn't seem, he didn't seem like it was the right fit for him, but he had put down this, 
badass guitar part in the meantime and was like, you know, whenever you put it on yours, there it is. If you want to use this, you can. So naturally we used his solo because it, it was great. Uh, so yeah, that was, a that was a pretty cool thing. A couple of cool things, um, that I've done with Brad, all the vocals off my bad reputation album also were recorded out there at his studio. And he's just been a, a super cool guy. Um, somebody that I've been a fan of also for a long time. Um, and, uh, it's, it's really cool to, to know him and to have worked with him on a couple of different projects. We're invited to play at the white house on the 4th of July. So that's incredible. Tell me about that experience. That was, uh, what a day that was long day. So we, we had, um, a show the night before in Midland and the way that it worked for everybody else that was on that white house gig, they all got there the night before and they actually got to meet president Trump and they got to, uh, you know, hang out in the white house and do some stuff. Uh, while they rehearsed and did all their, whatever they needed to do. Well, I had a gig the night before, so I couldn't, <clears throat> I, I couldn't be there for that. We flew in the, that morning. I actually left my wallet on the plane, which was a horrible situation because they will not let you on the grounds of the White House. I don't care who you are if you don't have identification. So, uh, luckily, the plane hadn't taken off yet. They got it passed to another flight attendant. Airport security got me back to it, but it it delayed my arrival for you know probably an hour. Um, so. I'm not going to say that the secret service was sweating me, but they were like, we were expecting you, <laughs> you know, we were expecting you 45 minutes ago or an hour ago. Like, Sorry guys. <laughs> uh, so right away I've got these guys like they're watching, you know? Um, but by the end of the day, um, they, there was one guy that was kind of like in charge of us and he was super cool. It was just like kind of, filling me in on some stuff nothing top secret or that you can't find out by a quick google search but just like interesting facts about different things around where we were standing the things that you could see and just to like look over and see the rose garden and we were on the south lawn of the white house and uh they had this little soccer goal set up you know obviously a personal touch for grandkids or something um and uh, it was really cool. Like the, we played the song "Blink You'll Miss It," and <clears throat> um, the uh, Air Force Air Force band uh, was uh, accompanying us, and so it was just it was really cool to to have that. And then later on in the evening, <clears throat> uh, President Trump was on the balcony, and it was just like it was just kind of crazy looking up. <laughs> You know, seeing the president right over your shoulder wow. uh, and all politics aside I mean I'm not a, a strong political minded individual but I was not going to pass up an opportunity uh, from a, an invitation from the president to come to the White House so, oh no uh, definitely that I mean regardless of who it is that's an incredible experience so that's that's awesome that you got to do that yeah. Um, so then you just released Can Down in the beginning of April, but do you have any new music coming soon that we can look forward to? Oh, yeah. So we had uh, a bunch of songs recorded and uh, we were getting ready to release something in 2020. Um, but, you know, 
shit happened. And we decided we needed to hang on to that for a minute. And uh, we've gone back into the studio since and recorded some more. And um, so I, I don't have uh, any release dates yet because we still have some more work to do in the studio. But <clears throat> um, the, uh, the next project will be out later this year and it'll be a collection of songs. It won't be just like another single. We'll have, we'll have uh, a bunch of them. I don't know how many exactly yet, but a, a new, new project in the works. Well, I just don't get it. Hell, I just don't see how one five foot two blue-eyed girl can wreck a guy like me. So here I am on the back porch. It's looking like I'm stuck between a case of rolling rock and a heartache. It's gonna be the end of one of us. I pick one up, crack it open, put it to my lips. I tip it back, take a sip, cause it's gonna be my heart with these double arms crushed up on the ground. to a lot of artists in the last few weeks that said they used that sort of like time off to just rest and then others said that they were busy writing and producing music how was it for mm -hmm. you and how were you guys holding up throughout COVID it was interesting most of my writing up until then uh, I've been going out to Nashville writing for a publishing company called Seagill <clears throat> um, and 
I'd go out there once a month and write with a bunch of different people. And uh, when COVID happened, a lot of travel restrictions happened, and then they weren't writing together. They were all doing Zoom writes. And so there was really no reason for me to go out to Nashville. You know, there were some shows that popped up here and there, but, you know, not many. We played maybe 25 or 30 shows last year when we're used to doing like 100, 115, 120. So it was kind of a, a big change. And writing was, unfortunately, pretty frustrating uh, and hard to do because I I've, I don't have like a, a separate office at, at the house or a, a separate building that I can go to do it. And I've got a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old and now a new puppy. And so it's like writing or creative, that creative space is just zapped away by those, those little critters. Um, so... <clears throat> I've uh, I've started building a studio, and hopefully it'll, that'll be finished up before too long. So that'll that'll allow me to to have a a close by writing space where um, I can I can get creative without having to babysit. And um, so yeah, I mean I didn't really write a whole lot. I I cached a bunch of ideas. There's definitely a bunch of stuff uh, rolling around and waiting to get out, um, but. I haven't uh, haven't done a whole lot of writing here as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me about touring at the moment. Are um, booking live shows? Is it starting to pick up a little bit? Oh yeah, yeah. We're actually about ready to sound check right now down in uh, Cedar Park. And over the last month or so, we played probably a dozen shows, um, which is fairly normal. Um, and I'm, I'm encouraged by a lot of things opening up and, and uh, the choice being given back to the people. I feel like it was kind of, I mean, nobody really knew what to do. Uh, and I'm not, not blaming or saying anybody was wrong because there was no right or wrong answers, it seemed. But uh, I, I do, um, I, or I am excited about us being given a choice and, you know, not being told, like, you can't work or you can't open your business or you can't go out all this stuff. It's just, it's kind of ridiculous that we got there in the first place, I believe, but um, you know, we're, we're coming out of it now. It seems. Definitely. Well, I'm happy to hear that. And I'm happy to hear that it's picking up for you guys again. That's great. Um, So then just to kind of wrap things up here um, for new listeners to your music, where can people find more info about you and your music? Just what platforms, your website, things like that. So, uh, I mean, any place you like to listen to music, uh, that would be the best place just to get to, to know what we sound like and what we're all about. So, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you like to consume it. Uh, MikeRhymeBand.com is our website and, uh, you know, they got the bio and things up there and our tour dates, um, a lot of anything new that's coming about you can you can see it there of course socials instagram facebook we let everybody know what's happening on a daily basis there so um but uh yeah we're uh we're excited about playing shows and hopefully we can come back out and get in your neck of the woods sometime soon yes definitely i was gonna say maybe we'll see you out here in arizona sometime soon 
Hopefully so. All right. So the last thing I do on every podcast, I call it final speed round. So I'm going to name two things just off the top of your head. Just name an answer. So first one, George Jones or George Strait? George Strait. Willie or Waylon? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know. Um, Waylon. <laughs> I'm really testing you here. I know these are tough questions. Um, John yeah. Prine or Johnny Cash? John Prine. All right. And then last one, Beatles or the Stones? Stones. All right. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to hear more of your music sometime soon. And maybe, like I said, we'll see you out here in Arizona as well. Yes, ma'am. Good talking to you.